Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. Hey guys, if you're enjoying Radio Rental, you can show your support by doing a few things. One, just make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. And two, rate and review the podcast. Doing this helps other people discover it. And to show you our appreciation, we have some prizes for you. One lucky winner is walking away with a Radio Rental store manager toy action figure. That's right, a store manager action figure. We held a contest on our Instagram, which is at Radio Rental. You can check out all the pictures of the VHS tapes and the toy action figure there. But since some of you are just learning about the giveaway, we're doing one more. We're picking 10 more winners of real-life VHS tapes from Radio Rental. These are super cool retro props we've made that have several prizes inside them. To be eligible, all you have to do is subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating, and a review. We're randomly selecting 10 people from their username and their review, and we'll call out all the winners in episode 6. So, go subscribe, go rate, go review, and tune in to episode 6 to see if you won. Hard, stomach tight, buttocks pulled in, pull out of your torso, and step <sighs> right, two, and back, two, left, switch it out, front, to the right, one, two, Oh, hello, oh, you startled me, hello. Terry Carnation here. I was just rewinding the tapes. No one ever rewinds the tapes. <laughs> anyway, I had come across this Jane Fonda cardio workout from 1983. I know what you're thinking, but <laughs> no, don't worry. I really was working out. I was working out my calves and my thighs. For me, every day is leg day. You should see these gams. Anyway, Let's get physical, shall we? No, let's get mental. Let's get radio rental. Radio rental, mate. <laughs> How can I help you? Would you like another dive into my casket of mysteries, hmm? Okay, well, I'm happy to oblige. Let me see here. What do we have? Ah, look at this. Yes, case 106. <laughs> this is a good one. It'll give you all the tingles. I'll pop this one in and uh, we'll put away my... Jane Fonda collection. <laughs> I'll be back in a minute. You're in a deep sleep, experiencing a vivid dream. Lights, colors, sounds. Then boom, you wake up. And within moments, your memory of the dream is fading. The fact is, most people forget their dreams entirely within seconds of waking. But dreams that are the most bizarre the most profound, they tend to stick around. Have you ever had a dream so real that when you wake up, you were convinced it actually happened? In this vulnerable, sleepy state, the mind loves to play tricks on you. And the inability to distinguish a dream from a memory can be very unsettling, especially if it's a nightmare. This story is about a nightmare I've been having about my babysitter. I've had the nightmares since I was so young that even if I go like a week without having one, the second I have one, it's the exact same thing again. These feel different to me because they've lasted so long and because they've been so similar. 
I've kind of talked about these dreams with people if I haven't told them the story and people are just like, yeah, I never really had the same dream for my entire life over and over. So I feel like it's a little different, I guess. I can go weeks without having it and then I'll have it again. And I don't know if it's because like stress has kind of brought it back on. I think as I've gotten a little bit older, I've calmed down a little bit with the dreams. It's not as panicky as it was when I was a kid. The babysitter, I never really see them. This person is, you know, middle-aged female. I'm not sure if I'm just blocking out their face. I can hear them, I can feel them or sense them behind me other than their exact facial features. It's like so prominent in my head. The babysitter, she reaches down and like grabs my wrist and just says, you're going outside. Hey, come here, come here. We're not doing anything else until we play this game. This weird hide and seek game. The game would kind of start where I would go wait by the front door. The front door is kind of around this corner and you couldn't really see the rest of the house from the entryway. All the lights would be shut off. And I would kind of just hear her in the back hallways closing doors. I've been here what seems like forever and I would start to feel pretty hungry. She would kind of make it seem as if like we're not doing anything else until we play this game. I clearly can't help you get food if you don't find me first. It's like, okay, well I have to go find her because I really want food and I'm getting pretty hungry. You start to get a stomachache, I guess, from sitting like that for so long and I just finally decided I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna wander the back halls and just try to find her and finish the game as soon as I can. I just need to go find her. I know I'm gonna find her eventually, and I know she's gonna like absolutely terrify me when I find her. When I get to the hallway, I have to peek around the corner. She has some of the doors closed, she has some of the doors cracked. She could literally be in any of these rooms. I immediately went to my room because that's where me and my brother shared a room. And I kind of like waited in there for a really long time when I realized she wasn't there. I constantly had the urge to just walk back to the front, go outside and wait in the driveway because it's sunny outside and I can wait for my mom to come home and it'll be fine. So it was like this trapped feeling where it's like, I can't just wait here. We had a spare bedroom we turned into an office that later became my bedroom. And I hated that room because the tables were just high enough that people could get underneath it. My mom had an obsession with having houses that had a million closets. I was peeking behind clothing, trying to dig through like my dad's closet to see behind all of his clothing and everything. I checked the bathroom and of course she had pulled the like shower curtains closed. So I'm like checking around the shower curtains, I'm checking behind the door and it's like, I keep thinking I'm gonna turn around and see her. Like I don't wanna look around too quick and I don't wanna make any quick movements, but at the same time, I'm like, I've literally looked everywhere I thought to look. 
so I walked out of her bathroom and I'm kind of like standing like in the center closer to the door, but I could see like perfectly the whole bedroom. And I had my back turned towards the bathroom I had come out of and the door going back into the hallway. I felt a little safer to be honest with you because I thought for sure she's not back here anymore. It's really around that point where I'm kind of looking around and I'm thinking, should I head back to the front of the house? When I see the bed curtain was like parted right down the middle. My mom usually made a pretty big point to have her bed pretty well made. The bed curtain was like kind of open in the middle and tucked in weird. I could just see the shape of something under there. And it was like this very contorted shape. As I stared at it, I realized that it's the shape of a human. The babysitter is under there. We literally had to have stared at each other for like five minutes, not moving. I don't know if she thought I wasn't looking at her or she thought I couldn't see her, but it just, it felt like she was just staring at me the whole time. She's smiling at me. An open grin smile, almost like a smirk. She just had to have been laying like that for a very long time. It just kind of didn't seem human to me that someone would stay in that shape, crumpled up under a bed just watching me. It was very unhuman. <laughs> Almost like, this is really funny. I know you see me, and I can see how scared you are. And it's like, I don't just getting, I guess, joy out of doing that. I don't know. Even if I'm playing hide-and-seek with a kid and we're having fun, I'm not going to get a lot of joy out of scaring the crap out of the kid. You know what I mean? I think the reason why it sticks out so much is like there's this moment where we're like staring at each other and I'm scared as crap and I'm like hungry and I want to just stop the game and she's just almost like staring at me enjoying it. I've never myself come across another human that gets that kind of joy out of like scaring somebody like that. <laughs> I'm looking directly at her and I just cannot think of what that face is. We're like looking at each other and she shot herself out from under that bed. Here I am. I'm gonna get you. Stuck her arms out from under the bed and like dragged herself out. <laughs> it was like very fast. It freaked me out so much. I spun around to run. I remember turning and it's just like this kind of blur where it just fades out. I'd wake up breathing heavy. I would always have this super urge to just jump out of my bed and like gun for the front door. I do wake up and I still have this like sense to kind of look around. They are basically always the exact same, even if I go like a week without having one. They've lasted so long and been so similar. It's so weird to me that I don't remember like the way she looks facially, but I remember that she's a woman. I remember that she was very clearly there to babysit me. It borders a memory to me. Was this a dream? So real. I guess I don't, I didn't want to tell people because I didn't want them to think this was like this crazy thing. I didn't want to worry my mom about it. I didn't want to make her think that she did something wrong. 
And so it was kind of like just on my own without even telling my brother about it or telling my mom. I just decided, ah, it's just like dreams or it's just my imagination. This bizarre dream about his babysitter lasted for years. Waking up in cold sweats, breathing heavy, scared out of his mind. But as he entered his 20s, they seemed to become more frequent and more intense. As a young adult, he decided he'd had enough. And eventually he mustered the courage to talk about it with his family. I eventually just kind of like brought it up to my mom and brother and I was just kind of like, were we ever babysat by someone that wasn't in our family? And I was kind of just hoping she would say like, yes, and it would kind of like let me know, okay, maybe it was like something like that. But she kept saying, no, we never got a babysitter. I would get one of your aunts to do it or like your grandmother if we needed somebody. In my head, I was like, no way is it a family member. So I thought, okay, it's, I guess this is just kind of a dream thing. And then I felt a little bit more comfortable sharing it with her because I thought, okay, well then maybe I could just tell her the dream and she could tell me maybe if I'm like remembering something weird or wrong. And that's when I kind of like started describing the dream. She immediately got super worried. She was like, well, we'd never had anybody come over. And she was like, I don't think any of your family members would have done this. She was like sitting there and she was just like, was this a dream? Because I told her that I have it over and over. And she was like, Are you, do you think you're like remembering something from when you were a kid? I think she thought maybe I was distorting something. I was just remembering a feeling and I'm putting a dream to it or something. She, I don't think she thought that this actually happened. The whole time my brother is just like mostly quiet. He doesn't really say anything. I don't know if he was like thinking, but he genuinely didn't get involved in that conversation at the time. Me and my brother were getting in the car to drive somewhere and we talk a little bit different when my mom's not around. <laughs> you know, we tell like stories that we wouldn't normally tell in front of her. And he like brought it back up. He was like, I remember very specifically having someone like that in our house. He actually had something he was remembering. He didn't even like really look over at me when he said it. These things are clicking in his head again. Goosebumps. I wasn't really expecting to talk about this again as if it was something real. Neither of us really believe in ghosts. We don't believe in anything like supernatural like that. And so like for him to even like be willing to think, oh, what's these, these very weird memories from our childhood real, it kind of meant a little bit more to me. It was like things I didn't share with him and things. I think that a lot of that really did happen. At this point, I'm not really thinking that it was my imagination. Who could that have actually been? There's still an interested side of me, and I do kind of want to know, but at the same time, I'm terrified of what the actual answer would be. Unsettling, no? And don't forget, my listeners, these are all true stories. Sadly, I have to say, the store's been having a bit of a drought. People just aren't renting VHS tapes like they used to, so unless you want me to instate an additional restocking fee, I'm going to need to direct your attention to our sponsors. Take it away, sponsors. Rakuten is the smartest way to save money when you shop. 
because members get cash back at over 3,500 stores across every category, including fashion, beauty, electronics, home essentials, travel, dining, and more. Your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. That's you. Cash back is deposited directly into your PayPal account, or Rakuten can send you a check. The choice is yours. You can even maximize your savings by stacking cash back on top of other deals, like store sales and coupons. Shop for everything from fashion to beauty, home decor to groceries, even kids' school supplies. You're already shopping at your favorite stores. Why not save while you're doing it? It's a no-brainer. Membership is free, and it's easy to sign up. Get the Rakuten app now and join the 17 million members who are already saving. Cashback rates change daily. See Rakuten.com for details. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Your cash back really adds up. Do you ever wish you could become a detective and help find the clues to the case? How about all of that in a mobile game that you can take anywhere? In June's Journey, each scene leads to a new thrilling storyline. Uncover the mystery of June's sister's murder and find out about scandalous family secrets. The gameplay lets you find hidden clues as you investigate a murder mystery. Escape to a bygone age of mystery, danger, and romance. Let your imagination run wild when decorating your island estate and collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Whether you're craving a good mystery or looking for an escape, you can immerse yourself in the world of June Parker. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. Each new scene takes you further through a thrilling murder mystery story that sets the main protagonist, June Parker, on a quest to solve the murder of her sister and uncover her family's many secrets. I travel so much while working that I personally love to play it while sitting around airports with all that free time I have. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hello, this is Terry Carnation. When I'm hanging around with children and I find that those children would like some hot sauce, I never know what to give them. But now I've found Hot Tots, hot sauce for children. Perhaps you're hanging around with some children and they need some hot sauce. Simply pull out a bottle of Hot Tots. It smells and tastes exactly like maple syrup. At first. Hot Tots. Hot sauce for children. Keep your tot hot with Hot Tots. Dear God in heaven, is that a real thing? Ugh. Let's move on. When your instincts are telling you something is wrong, you have to trust it. Act on it. Believe it. But recognizing you're in danger is oftentimes only a revelation, in hindsight, when you've already dodged the bullet. Because in the moment, there isn't time to ponder the possibilities, the different ways something can go wrong. Your inner voice is saying, get out, leave. Don't stick around to see what they're planning. I am a GA, I'm a guest advisor, and mainly what I do is I greet people who come in, you know, the normal, hi, welcome GameStop. What can I do for you? Work the register, put all the cases back on the shelves that people bring up, you know, like, hey, do you have this game? You know, I have to go put them back. Keep track of the cash at the end of the night, you know, that kind of thing. I work there because I like video games, I watch anime, I like all that, you know, nerdy stuff that GameStop is known for. Ready. 
generally cool. There's the people that come in and, you know, they're excited. They like things I like, so we talk about it. There's the people that see that I'm a girl and go out of their way to ignore me. And I'll be like, hi, welcome to GameStop. Do you have anything, you know, you need anything you're looking for? And when they see I'm a girl, they don't respond to me, walk past me, go to my male coworker, and then be like, hey, I'm looking for this, even though I just obviously greeted them. And then you get people that kind of look like they don't know how to talk to girls. When I talk to them, they look in the middle of my forehead, like between my eyebrows, and they like won't make eye contact with me. And they keep their voice really low and like don't make eye contact with me and then like leave. I'm like, bye, have a good day, don't say anything, leave. It was generally a pretty normal day. It was getting dark, less and less people were coming in. I was just doing the normal things that I do before I close. We have a buzzer. So when someone walks in the door, you hear the little like ding. And that's when I go, hi, welcome to GameStop. What can I do for you? I was behind the counter and I heard the door open, but I didn't hear anyone respond to me. Normally I get something back. I get like a weird grunt or like a hi or I don't need help. You know, I get something back. I kind of, you know, looked over the counter and I saw a guy standing there, you know, whoever walked in. When I looked at him and he met eyes with me, he just like walked away and started doing something else in the store. Okay, you know, it's not unusual that people ignore me. You know, like I said, I'm a girl. Some people think that equates to, like, they don't know what they're talking about. I continue doing stuff behind the counter when I felt and saw kind of the shadow of somebody walk up to the front counter. Some people, when I'm doing stuff on the registers, they like to try, you know, peek around, you know, look at their price or whatever. He wasn't trying to look at that kind of thing. He was looking at me. I could feel him staring at me. I could just feel him, his eyes, like, on the side of my head, just, like, watching, not necessarily what I was doing, but, like, watching me. In my head, I was kind of like, you know, you should at least say something or give a little, like clearing throat sound or like something but he just stood there kind of watched me until I realized he was there I'm like okay what can I do for you I'm helping him out with the transaction it kind of gave more of a like oh I'm sorry I didn't see you you know because I'm not gonna be like oh hi you scared me and he's just quiet I can't even really call it an interaction because he didn't say anything. It was more me being like, oh, you're getting the system today. Nothing. Are you looking for any games for the system? Nothing. And I'm like, okay. So I scan it. Do you want a warranty for your system? Nothing. Would you like a bag for your system? 
nothing. Okay, here's your receipt. Pushed it back towards him. Have a good night. And he didn't say anything back. Not a goodbye, not a thank you. He just picked it up and left. He looked very normal, like a very normal average guy. And the whole time he was just kind of watching me with like a weird little grin, I guess. Like a smirk. Kind of laughed to myself and was like, okay, that's cool, whatever, you know, and went back to what I was doing. And it was like a, you know, I'm glad he left. Like he was being kind of creepy. Like he could at least say something to me. He didn't say anything, didn't try to make any form of small talk. So when he left, I was like, okay, cool. I was up front, still doing stuff. When I heard the phone ring, it was past closing at this point, but we still answer the phones in case people were like, oh, are you open? And we're like, yeah, no, sorry, we're closed. So I answer it and give the like, hi, thank you for calling GameStop where you save when you trade, you know, that kind of thing. And at first, I didn't really hear anything back. It was longer of a pause than it should have been. I could hear somebody on the other line, like, like breathing on the other side. Normally, people would be like breathing, and then they'd be like, oh, hi. It was just longer than I feel like a normal person would have taken. He was like, hi, I'm the guy that was just in buying the system. My immediate thing is like, oh, something's wrong. I did something wrong. Like, did I put the wrong thing in the box? You know, something like that. And I was like, oh, is everything okay? You know, is everything good? Like you have everything you need. He was like, I just want to let you know, I received your signals. Signals received. But I'm just calling to let you know, I got your signals. And I was kind of just like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Like, I'm not confrontational. I was just like, okay. And then he said, when do you get off? I'll be there. Okay, like, bye. <laughs> Obviously, he knows where I work. So I was going up to close the gate. And walking back to the front counter, I saw the headlights going past me on the wall in front of me. I turned around and I saw a car pull up. Oh, maybe it's someone that was trying to come in. They didn't know we were closed. The car just stayed there. Nobody got in or out. The car didn't turn off. It was just sitting there with its headlights pointing in to GameStop. That's when I was like, he said he was gonna be here. Maybe that's him. Now I should be kind of worried about it. I told my manager, like I told him the whole phone call, I told him everything that happened. And my manager was like, ah, well, the door's locked, the gates are down, let's finish up our stuff, I'll take you home. 
And when we left, the car was still there. What was this man planning? Was it something malicious or violent? Or was he just socially awkward and attempting to connect? The point is, it doesn't matter. You don't stick around to find out. Sometimes knowing the answer means it's too late. Do you ever wish you could become a detective and help find the clues to the case? How about all of that in a mobile game that you can take anywhere? In June's Journey, each scene leads to a new thrilling storyline. Uncover the mystery of June's sister's murder and find out about scandalous family secrets. The gameplay lets you find hidden clues as you investigate a murder mystery. Escape to a bygone age of mystery, danger, and romance. Let your imagination run wild when decorating your island estate and collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Whether you're craving a good mystery or looking for an escape, you can immerse yourself in the world of June Parker. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. Each new scene takes you further through a thrilling murder mystery story that sets the main protagonist, June Parker, on a quest to solve the murder of her sister and uncover her family's many secrets. I travel so much while working that I personally love to play it while sitting around airports with all that free time I have. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. If somebody is being weird and you get red flags from them, normally your intuition is right. If they're saying weird things like, oh, I received your signals, don't engage with them and always tell somebody. I probably should have told my manager a little sooner. I didn't tell him until I saw a car pull up. So if stuff like that happens, be careful and tell somebody about it. Just letting someone else know is very important. He probably was just a weird guy, didn't know how to go about interacting with a girl he thought was attractive. 
But you know, he could have been somebody weird. He could have taken me and like chained me up in his basement, which he probably wouldn't have, but like you never know. I feel like you never know the difference until you're chained up in their basement and you're like, oh yeah, that guy probably like wasn't too cool, you know? <laughs> Oh, what a creepy story. Reminds me of Michael Powell's 1960 horror epic, Peeping Tom. Such a perverted piece of cinematic history. One of my childhood favorites, though. Mother would often put it on for me while I went to sleep. <laughs> and rentable right here at my shop. This next story is one of the most disturbing stories in the entire box. It's why I never accept drinks from strangers. Anymore. Actually, that's not true. I always accept drink from strangers. Anyhow, here's the story. Here we go. Putting it in the machine. The VHS hole in the, in the VHS machine. Good. Play. Pressing play. Yes. Just like the girl in the video game store, you need to recognize the signs when you're in danger. But sometimes your own curiosity can get the best of you. Instead of just leaving, you want to stick around, stay. Find out what's really going on here. In this next story, a man too intrigued to say no, too curious to turn around, finds himself in a whole world of trouble. It's like 10 years ago and I just turned 21. Me and my friend, we kind of went out one night, we were drinking. I kind of was like drinking way too much at the time and I was blacking out and just forgetting everything that I was doing. So I'm like, you know what, I'm not gonna drink. I'm kind of just gonna watch my boy all night, you know? We went to the bar. My friend's already smashed. He's already like drunk when we're getting to the bar. I took like a couple shots and you know, I'm trying not to drink too much. Pretty quick, some girl comes up to us, and she's a cute girl, pretty girl. She's like, oh, hi, my name's Candace. Nice to meet you. White girl, kind of greenish eyes, red hair, bright red hair. It was like unnatural, but it was like pretty. It was like, kind of like a young Scarlett Johansson. It was very distinct. I was definitely into it, you know? So she comes up to us, introduces herself. She's like, hi, my name's Candace. How you guys doing? She kind of just like injected herself, comes up, starts talking to us, start flirting with both of us. We weren't really paying attention to her or anything. So I tell her my name, my friend says his name, and she's like, oh, you guys want to get some drinks? And I'm like, nah, not really, you know. I just thought she was trying to get some money from us or get free drinks and stuff. And she's like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll buy the drinks. All right, well, if you want to buy some drinks, go ahead. She starts buying us drinks, we're getting shots, we're getting beers, and I'm kind of giving them to my friend because I don't want to get too drunk. And she's barely drinking. I don't, I don't even really remember seeing her drink. My friend's smashed this time. He's drunk, he can barely stand. The bouncers see him drunk, and they're like, you gotta leave. So we're both carrying my friend out. He's sitting on the wall, like with his back on the wall, like sleep. You know what I'm saying? So I'm about to take him back to his car and she's like, oh, I'll take him home. Let me take him home. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not leaving him with you. It's all about him. Like, oh, let's go to my house. And he's not talking to her. 
not even responding to her. I kind of like intervened. I'm like, no, nah, he's too drunk. He's, he can't go anywhere. I'm going to take him home. He's, he's messed up. And she's like, oh, why are you being like that? You're ruining a good time for him. Why would you do that? And I'm like, look, we can both go, but I'm not going to let him go be drunk and wake up in a house that he doesn't, without his car, without anything. It's just bro code. You don't leave your friends drunk like that. She just kept persisting at it, like, oh, I'll take care of him. Trust me, he's going to have a good time. I'm like, he can barely stand. I'm, if you want to take both of us, then I'll go. But he's not going alone. And she presented to me, like, like, how about me and you go to my house then? She was like, let's go get a couple drinks, and then we'll hang out, like, making me feel like I was a weirdo for not, like, drinking or, like, having fun. She's like, we're going to have a good time. Just come on. I'm like, all right, I don't got any money. I don't know how he's getting home. I don't know how he, we're getting more drinks because I don't have any money. She's like, look, I got the money. I'll pay for everything. I'll get him a cab home. We'll come to my house. We're going to have a good time. I'm like, all right, okay. So how can I say no to that? She calls a cab, put my friend in it, called his sister. Like, hey, he's coming home. He leaves. He's out of the situation now. We're walking to her car. I got my arm around her and I kind of stumbled. She's like, oh, you're really drunk, huh? Like, oh, you really got drunk in there. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I really got drunk. Did she have like a fetish for drunk dudes or something? We get in her car. I kind of like stumble to the door, open the door. I'm just acting more drunk than I am because whatever her thing is, she wants me to be drunk. So I'm playing that role because I just felt like that's what she wanted. And I kind of wanted to see like what her whole game was. Like once she seen how drunk my friend was, she stopped flirting with me. It was like a marathon to see which one of us got drunker first, you know? I kind of want to like gauge what her intentions are. So kind of acting drunk. We're in the car now, we're driving. She's like, oh, you want to drink some more? And I'm like, not really, I don't have any money. You know, I hit her with the money thing again. She's like, no, don't worry about it. I'll buy, I'll buy the drink, I'll buy you a drink. What do you want? And I'm like, I don't feel like going to any bars. She's like, oh, I'll just buy something from the liquor store. I'm like, okay. Do you want to spend money? Just go get me a little pint of something and some apple juice. She's like, you don't want any more? I'm like, no, I'll just get that. She goes in the liquor store. She comes out. I see her walking to the car. She has a bag. It was way more than a pint. It was a whole fifth. Before she drives, she's like, take a shot. I'm like, what is going on? What is she? Like, now I'm kind of sketched out. <laughs> I don't want to get too drunk. I don't want to make a fool of myself. I don't want to black out. And I don't really trust her. At the time, I was just like, I don't want to seem like I'm lame. So I kind of just went with what she was saying. My plan was to drink everything that wasn't liquor to sober up and to not drink the liquor. I wasn't comfortable drinking at all. I kind of leaned the seat all the way back. So I drink all the apple juice and I'm putting the liquor in my mouth, but spitting it in back into the apple juice bottle like when she's not looking. And I was buzzed, but I still had like my faculties to me, you know? I wanna see what she's planning because I don't know what's going on. <laughs> she said her name was Candace and I'm kind of playing a little drunker than I am. And I'm like, hey, anyways, uh, Carla, what are we doing? What's the plan for tonight? I'm calling her the wrong name, and she's just not reacting to it, holding the conversation the same. So that's when I put together, like, oh, well, she gave me a fake name, you know? 
something inside me was like, no, this girl's up to no good. She's doing something funny. But then I was kind of curious at the same time. I was really mixed up emotionally, but I didn't know. I'm like, maybe I'm just being me. Maybe I'm just being paranoid. Something was up with her, you know? Now she's just driving. We're going to her house. And I'm like, hey, who's going to be at the house? I don't really want to meet anyone, you know? She goes, no, one, no one's going to be there. Just going to be me and you. You don't have to worry about anyone being there. We're going to have a good time. Just relax. We pull up to the house. We get out the car, and I'm kind of like stumbling. She's holding me, bringing me into the house, and she's like, oh, you're really drunk, huh? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm real drunk. Right. <laughs> kind of like stumbling and like trying to like see like if she can keep my balance. She's like leading me to the door. She opens the door. I walk in. She closes the door and then locks it. door was unlocked when we were coming in and then she locked it when we were inside the house weird if no one's here why wouldn't she have the door locked now i'm kind of like all right there's some like there's something kind of sketchy about this the whole house was dark nothing was on i'm like where's the bathroom and she's like oh just somewhere over there it didn't seem like she was really familiar with the house and I'm like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom, you know. And she's like, all right, just hurry up in there. I walk into the bathroom, shut the door, lock it, go to the toilet, make myself puke, puke up all the liquor I drank. I just felt weird. Wash my hands, wash my face. I'm drinking the tap water. I'm just trying to sober up. I just felt weird, you know. I walk to the door, and I hear her talking. She's whispering to someone else. There's definitely someone else in the house. And I try to listen in and I hear her like, oh, he's drunk as hell. He can barely move. You do it. He's drunk. He can barely function. You do it. And I'm thinking like, you do what? Who's here and who's going to do what? My first initial thought was to walk out and be like, who's going to do what? What are you talking about? But when I walked out of the bathroom, she runs into another room. As I'm walking in, she's walking out, but she's walking out kind of fast, like she's trying to get away from me for some reason. I just see like the back of her head, her strange bright red hair going into a room. And I was like, hey, what are you doing? Where are you going? The room's just dark, you know? A couple seconds maybe passed, and she walks back out of the room. She's walking up to me, the room's dark, I can barely see, my eyes are adjusting from being in the bright bathroom. And when she walked up to me, I noticed like, her face was just different. <laughs> kind of like looked her up and down and I'm like, her face is different. But everything's different. What is this, a different girl with the same hair? And then I'm like, no, that's, that's a wig. This is a different girl with the same wig on. Now my whole plan is get out of the house. I was panicking, like my heart was racing. I'm thinking, run out the front door, I'm like, front door is locked. I'm thinking the worst at this point. I'm just thinking, get out. I would've just jumped through the glass window on some Bruce Willis stuff. I was getting out of there no matter what. I'm like, I'm going to the bathroom, jumping out the window. 
She's like, oh, let's go in the room. And I was like, yeah, I just need to go and use the bathroom one more time. I'm really drunk, sorry. Different voice. All right, just hurry up in there. I walked to the bathroom, and I was like, nope, there's something going on out there. I'm not figuring it out. I locked the door. I heard a male's voice. I don't know what he said. I honestly didn't care what he said because, I was, like, in my head, I'm like, I'm leaving. Three people in the house, when she told me it was just going to be me and her, She's talking to someone, talking about you do it. I don't know what the guy's there for. I don't know what's in that room. And some other girls switching wigs. I think the dude was listening from the other room and knew like he's uh, he knows. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but I'm getting out of here. Open the window, jump out, and just run as fast as I can. Didn't look back, just kept running. I didn't know if someone was chasing me. I didn't know if they had someone waiting outside. I didn't know anything. I just ran as fast as I could, jumped a fence, ran, jumped another fence, ran down the road, went to a CVS, went in front of the camera and just made sure I could see me and just stood there. Like if somebody comes and kidnaps me or something, I'm on camera. Called a cab and then went home. A different name, a different face, that strange bright red hair. What was she planning? What were they planning? What was inside that room? These questions were eating him alive. And when he finally returned to safety, his investigative mind kicked into gear. But to get anywhere at all, he'd have to go back to the house. The next day, me and a couple of my friends went to the house. No one was there, it was vacant, just empty. No cars in the driveway. I went to the neighbor's house, told them I needed the information for the owner, and they were like, no one stays over there, no one's been over there. It's a summer rental, they rent it out throughout the summer. I called the guy that was renting it out, and I was like, I know the house is uh, occupied right now, but could I rent it out? And he like cut me off. I was like, oh, it's not occupied. It hasn't been occupied for two weeks now. Whoever those people were that I was in that house with, they didn't rent that house out and they didn't own it. Whoever it was, they broke into that house. They were planning something weird. Felt like I kind of dodged a bullet, honestly. They weren't trying to rob me for money because they're spending money on us. She's buying cabs. She's buying drinks for two people. She's going into the liquor store, buying bottles. You don't spend money to rob somebody. It definitely wasn't a robbery attempt. I tried not to think it was a murder attempt. It was definitely something malicious and definitely something not good for me. I just don't know what it was. <laughs> Who was in the house that night? What were they planning to do to that young man? Or was he just paranoid and judgment impaired? Perhaps he simply had inappropriate boundaries and an incessant need for approval. Who knows? That's for you to decide, dear guest. Thank you for coming to Radio Rental. This has been and will continue to be Terry Carnation.
Radio Rental is created by Payne Lindsay and brought to you by Tenderfoot TV in Atlanta. Executive producers Payne Lindsay and Donald Albright. Hosted by Rain Wilson as his character, Terry Carnation. Produced by Payne Lindsay, Mike Rooney, and me, Meredith Stedman. Written by Meredith Stedman with additional writing by Mark Laughlin. Sound design by Cooper Skinner. Original score by Makeup and Vanity Set. Additional production by Christina Dana and Mason Lindsay. Cover art by Trevor Eiler and Rob Sheridan. Voice acting by Ryan Jones, Casey Willis, and the Tenderfoot TV team. Shout out to Tiny Doors ATL for the creation of our real life miniature radio rental store. You can check that out and more on their Instagram at Tiny Doors ATL. Special thanks to Grace Royer and Oren Rosenbaum at UTA, as well as support from the Nord Group, Station 16, Beck Media and Marketing, and the team at Cadence 13. If you have a radio rental story that you'd like to share, please email us at yourscarystory at gmail.com or contact us via the form on our website, radiorentalusa.com. Follow us on Instagram at Radio Rental and on Twitter at Radio Rental USA. You can also follow the beloved Terry Carnation on social media. Just search at Terry Carnation. On behalf of the Radio Rental store, we'd love it if you'd subscribe, rate, and review. And don't forget to share our show with a friend of the genre. Thanks for listening.